we'll just Revelations chapter 2. Amen. And verse 18. Now unto the angel of the church in Thyatira write, These things saith the Son of God, which had his eyes like unto a flame of fire, and his feet are like fine brass. I know thy works, and charity, and service, and faith, and patience, and thy patience, thy works, and the last to be more than the first. Notwithstanding, I have a few things against thee, because thou sufferest that woman Jezebel, which called herself a prophetess, to teach and to seduce my servants to commit fornication, and to eat things sacrificed unto idols. If Jesus has this against that church, he will have it against any church today. If any of these things are going on in any church, praise the Lord. And he gave her space to repent of her fornication and she repented not. Whenever God's word comes, we've said that, it, and it, it, it has to do with correction, is not to condemn us, all right, but to cause us to change direction. And Jesus made it clear here that he gave us space to repent. Behold, I will cast her into a bed, and them that commit adultery with her into great tribulation, except they repent of their deeds. So there is this proviso all the time that people have an opportunity to repent, to change direction, to change the cause of their lives, so that God will do something good for them. Amen. For each and every one of us, if we're doing something wrong, God expects us to change direction, not to double down and make it look as if what we're doing is the excellent thing to do when it is not. I'm reading verse 23 now. And I'll kill her children with death, and all the churches shall know that I am he which searcheth the reins and the hearts. And I will give unto every one of you according to your works. I will give every one of you according to your works, according to your lifestyle, according to how you have lived and walked in this world. That's how I'm going to reward you. That's what he's saying. What did you do here? But unto you I say, and unto the rest of the entire terror, as many as have not this doctrine, which have not known the depths of Satan as they speak, I will put upon you none or the burden, but that which you have already hold fast till I come, he that overcometh and keepeth my works unto the end, to him will I give power over the nations, and he shall rule them with a rod of iron, as the vessels of a potter shall they be broken to shivers, uh, even as I received of my father. Now, when Jesus is talking here, he's trying to say, when the robber meets the road, this is judgment. But he's already given us a solution to the things he's requiring us to do. But we have to have a mental attitude, the right mental attitude, attitude to it. If we don't have the, the, the right attitude to it, we will, the enemy can cite uh, uh, track us and we would not do what we're supposed to do. Hallelujah. We would think we're getting away with some stuff 
and the enemy will use it effectively. And we ought not to give him room. The Bible says we should not give space, a foothold to the adversary. Amen? Now, this is plain language. God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to come, the angel of death is going to pass through the land. But if he sees the blood, he will pass over you. Now, if somebody gets up and says, I'm a child of Abraham under the promise, so God has promised he's going to protect me, so you don't put blood on your lintel, you will die. And God will still be God. He said what to do. If you believe that he is the God of Abraham, you ought to believe when he gives you an instruction. Amen. You believe God, yes. The Bible said the demons also believe, except that they tremble. Hallelujah. So, we ought to act as wise, not as fools. Amen. First John chapter 5. Whosoever, verse 1, whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. Whosoever believeth that Jesus is the Christ is born of God. He is the Messiah is born of God. Hallelujah. It says, by this we know uh, is born of God. And everyone that loveth him that begat, loveth him also that is begotten of him. Whoever loves God who gave birth to Jesus loves also everyone else that, is, that God gives birth to. That's what he's saying. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God. This is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. We keep his commandments. And his commandments are not grievous. This is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. This is the love of God. That we keep his commandments. We keep his word. We do what he says to us. This is the love of God. So when you're not doing God's commandments or his word, you are not walking in love. Now, coming to verse 4. But whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world. It's a law. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. That is the mindset we ought to have. In our deeds, we ought to know that this is the love of God. That I do what God says. In my spirit, I know that I will overcome because I'm born of God. So there's a mental attitude I ought to have and there are works I ought to produce. Amen? 
Now, it will look as if people are being given, oh, they tell you all the things to do and all of that, that all there is in the kingdom of God is just hallelujah, 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 and that is it. You don't do anything else. Just come, raise your hands, love on God. God loves you, and that is it. That is basic. When you give birth to a child, all they do is raise their hands. You carry them. You feed them. They cry if they don't get any food and all of that. By the time they are 18 and they're still doing that, it will not be accepted. Is that not true? God expects us to grow in his kingdom. We're not supposed to remain people who are needy. You know, just, you know, Lord, throw me, you know, give me something of that anointing. You know, just, just lay it on me, you know. <laughs> You're supposed to be laying hands on the sick and people recovering now. You're supposed to take the responsibility of sharing Christ with other people and living the Christian life. Amen? Hallelujah. But whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith. We overcome the world by faith. We overcome the world by our faith, our faith in Christ. He said, who is he that overcometh the world, but he that believeth that Jesus is the Son of God? If you don't believe this, you cannot overcome the world. Why? The tools, the instruments needed to overcome the world are in Christ. They are not in the world. They are in Christ. If you miss out those things, if you don't believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you will not believe the things that he did. If you do not believe the things that he did, you cannot overcome. Now, let's say you leave Christ and begin to operate the principles of the kingdom. The Spirit of God will not be there. And so, it will not produce the way it's supposed to produce. Hallelujah. In Habakkuk 2 verse 4, Behold, his soul which is lifted up is not upright in him. Talking about the Antichrist. But the just shall live by his faith. The just shall live by his faith. This word live means to survive, to thrive. To live in life, to carry on, to overcome, to flourish by what? His faith. We're not supposed to live by how we feel. We're not supposed to live by just what we're seeing. We're supposed to live this life by faith. The justified one. The one that has been born again is supposed to live his life by faith. It is supposed to be a faith life. It's not supposed to be a life that I live by the things around me or what people just tell me that have nothing to do with the kingdom of God. No, I'm supposed to live this life by faith. So it means what is faith? Hebrews chapter 11. Verse 1, it says, now faith 
is the substance of things hoped for. The substance of things hoped for. What is substance? Is the material, tangible appearance of a thing. This is substance. The evidence of things not seen. The evidence of things not seen. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. What is evidence? Proof, right? Proof of the existence of the unseen. That is what faith is. The substance of things hoped for. The evidence of things not seen. Let's look at it from the amplified version. The classic amplified. It says, now faith is the assurance, the confirmation, the title deed of things we hope for. What's title deed? Proof of ownership of something. So, faith is the proof that I own something. That something belongs to me. But the thing about it now is that this thing that I have a title to is not seen. So, before I have a home, a three or four, five bedroom home, a mansion, the title deed that I have to it, whilst I'm hoping for it, because I don't see it, is what? My faith. And listen, when you own land or property, when, you, when the bank asks you, maybe you wanted to, you know, you're, 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 you're free and clear, or maybe a lot of, you have a lot of equity on your property, and you now want to pay me, go to the bank, you need a loan to do something, and you take a home equity loan, and they need collateral. What you take to the bank is not the home. Is it the home? No. You take the title deed. That title deed is the substance of your home. God says, that's how I want you to live. He says, of the things we hope for, being proof of things we do not see and the conviction of their reality, faith, perceiving as real fact what is not revealed to the senses. So it is fact to me. But my neighbor who's walking by the senses Cannot see it. But that does not mean it does not exist. Hallelujah. Now, and somebody says, but that means I can just claim uh, New York. That New York is mine. I, I have, you say, where's New York? It's in my, it's, it's in my, I have the, where's the title deed? This is my faith, is my title deed for New York. There are parameters for it. <laughs> Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that these things we hope for are in God. 
So the parameters for it is the word of God. What? Hallelujah. First epistle of John chapter 5 verse 14 says, And this is the confidence that we have in him. That if we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. So, there is a limitation. Is that, is that the word? The word is, there is an obstacle clause. If it's not God's will, we cannot believe for it. Let me give an example. The word of God is against stealing. I cannot now go and believe God that when, you rob a, when I rob a bank, that it will be successful. You see where I'm coming from? So that is a illegitimate prayer. God will not answer it. Even if it was successful, it was not God. You, you cannot go and believe God that you can traffic cocaine and they won't see it. If they did not catch you and you went through, it was not God. Because if I ask anything according to his will, he heareth, he hears me. Amen? If we know that he hears us, whatsoever we ask, we know we have the petitions that we desired of him. This is vital. It says, if we know he has heard us, on what basis did he hear us? We asked according to his will. If we know that he heard us, then we have the petitions we've asked of him. God put everything in our hands now. If I ask God for a football, there is nothing in his word that says I cannot ask for a football. He gives it, I believe, because I've asked him for it, I know that I have it. It's a matter of the process, matter of divine process. That ball will be my, is already in my hands spiritually. My title deed to that ball is my faith. I have a ball. I said, but where is it? We can't see it. He said, it's on its way. 30 days have passed. It's on its way. The day you asked for it was the day God did it. God says, this is how I want my justified ones to live. If I say something, even though you cannot see it, believe it is so. Believe it is so. Now, remember, it's not just anybody in the streets just believing it is so. He that believeth that Jesus is the Christ. That Jesus is the Son of God. To say Jesus is the Christ is to say that he's the anointed one. And he is the Son of God. The divine one of God. Hallelujah. And so, 
Thank you, Jesus. Let's go back to the book of Hebrews. And in Hebrews chapter, chapter 11, verse 6, it says, But without faith, it is impossible to please him. It is a without faith, you may not please it. You know. He said, it is what? Impossible. He's already shown us how to live. It means, I don't get a job without faith. I should do it by faith. When I'm getting married, I should get married by faith. The Bible tells us, the just shall live by faith. 